25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, five out of six, the Blue Jackets have been victorious in five out of six, and somebody's got to win this week because I don't think it's me. Um, And the Blue Jackets do that on Sunday over the Sabres, and things are feeling really good in Columbus. How are things down there from your perspective, friend? (laughs) Yes, they are feeling pretty, pretty good. Um, I got to be in the arena last night, Sunday night, um, as uh, the Blue Jackets took on the Buffalo Sabres. And we're victorious with a seven to three victory um, over our friends from Buffalo. Um, It was so fun to be back in the arena. It's been um, literally almost a whole month, three-ish weeks um, since the Blue Jackets played at home. Um, The arena was full. I was very like surprised. Um, Although, you know, with kind of an earlier, an evening, Sunday evening game, but also with some people having today off for President's Day, um, I think a lot more people took the luxury of um, coming to a game, but energy was good. Um, And hey, we got to, (laughs) we got to start a brand new goalie, Uh, because why not have both of our starters be injured? I mean, doesn't that really also just kind of like put into perspective the luxury, though, of like, I think Cleveland has had some issues this year just generally, but I think what's wild is like there's no shortage of goalies that can play an NHL game in this pipeline. Like JF Ruby, it's like it's not his first um, ever NHL game, obviously, um, you know, his first with the Blue Jackets. I think his first since 2018, if I'm not mistaken, four years. Is that right? Yeah, it's been four years since his last NHL win. Yeah, so, I mean, he obviously has done it before. So it's nice that we have people in that pipeline that can, you know, save the day in a situation like this. But uh, I think what's even more interesting, and I think the thing that probably catches the attention of more Blue Jackets fans, no disrespect to Jeff Berube, but – um, is the fact that Jack Greaves got his three-year NHL entry-level deal signed in order to back him up. Because as you mentioned, um, you know, not only was Jonas Corposalo hurt, which was the reason that Brewery was called up to begin with, but also Ellis Merzlikens is day-to-day with a lower body injury. So um, I don't know if you know this or not, but you do have to have a backup goaltender suit up. And for the Blue Jackets on Sunday, that was none other than Jack Greaves, um, which is really exciting. It's really exciting for the kid. Yeah, um, he did a cute little post uh, today on his Instagram signing his contract um, and just sort of like thanking, you know, everyone for this opportunity. And obviously it speaks volumes. You know, we talked off of the podcast yesterday when they announced that they were going to sign Jet to a a three-year entry-level contract that, you know, this, this speaks volumes for him. I think that they 
I truly feel like he's going to make a solid um, third option. Um, so third in line goalie, um, basically starting for Cleveland um, and being the third to what will more than likely eventually be an uh, Elvis and Tarasov uh, sort of tag team with Elvis leading the way for the for the main team, the Blue Jackets. Um, but yeah, big deal. Um, and he seems, I mean, Jet seems really, really excited. So we'll see if maybe he gets <laughs> the potential to play um, at any point, but he's at least here with us on a two-way deal um, for the next three years. So very exciting. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later when we get into, you know, looking ahead and just kind of looking what the next week <laughs> has in store for our Columbus Blue Jackets. But um, I think the potential is there, depending on how long these injuries last to the, I mean, to both Jonas Corposal and to Elvis Merzlikens. Um, also keeping in mind, there's potential that one of them, whose name isn't Elvis, gets traded at some point. And so, you know, depending on, on the market and depending on what that looks like, I mean, that could even happen sooner rather than later. I mean, keep in mind, folks, as we record this, it's February 21st. Episodes coming out on February 22nd. We're not far from it. And so obviously we're about a month away from the trade deadline. Yeah. So obviously, right. Like that is a reality that this team has to face is that you're going to really start to see what this kind of looks like. I, I don't know about you, but I'm like worried about Tarasov's injury considering the fact that he's still like not better. That he's not back yet. Yeah, or at least, like, making real progress and, like, noted progress. Like, I – and especially because, like, it wasn't – I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong. We were both at the game that he got hurt. Mm -hmm. I didn't see him get hurt. Like, I didn't see – so I'm, like, wondering, like, it has to be a lower body injury. It has to – it's probably a groin, if I had to guess. It's a groin groin injury. I think – if I'm – I mean, folks will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain they said that his he had a groin injury. Um, so it may just be that it's slightly more difficult to deal with than, you know, because if he tore something, like if he tore something in his groin and it's not a tear big enough for surgery, but it's a tear big enough that it needs to heal. I mean, and at the time, thankfully, like, Corpy was coming back to us from his numerous injuries, illnesses, what have you. So, you know, I don't think we had quite the worry if it was going to take Tarasov a little bit longer to come back. But yeah, now that we're, we're facing this circumstance where now both Elvis and Corpy got injured in practice, because why not? Um, <laughs> And, you know, we're having, you know, people like Barube and Greaves, like, kind of fill in. You do kind of wonder, like, where are we on this progress with uh, Tarasov? Um, and can we hope to see him again as an option as we get, you know, through the second half of the season? The mute button is always so hard to find on Zoom. We're switching <laughs> up a little bit today. <laughs> I literally could, I kept clicking it and it did not work, but yeah. And I, and I think to your earlier point, right. Like signing him to his three-year entry-level contract, Jet Greaves, that is like, it symbolizes where this team 
sees their goaltending situation moving forward. Like he will be the starter in Cleveland for a while. You would think like, you think like probably even starting next year, he barring any like veteran depth defense signing or not defense goaltending signing um, will likely be the one guy in Cleveland. And I think that's fun. Yeah, and I think that that is a great opportunity for him. He's still super young. Um, and, you know, I think just his vigor and enthusiasm for being a part of, you know, our organization, like, speaks volumes, too. So um, we're not hurting, you know, in the goaltender area. Like, I think out of a lot of teams in the NHL, like, we're one of the few that are not – like we arguably have too deep of a pipeline for goaltenders. Um, so as you know, as much as emotionally for fans, it's going to be like sad to more than likely trade Jonas Corbisalo away in the coming weeks. Um, you know, that's an opportunity for us though, to like bring in potential or at least, you know, possibilities to help build up other areas where we're not, as you know we don't have as much depth like i don't know cough cough centers cough cough um what we don't have center depth <laughs> i mean my beloved boone jenner is doing a stellar job at a center position um but that is not his his natural place um <laughs> i was gonna say you names like the third center on the team like in theory also like right. a left but, wing <laughs> but he's centering the top line so yeah Boone yeah. Jenner is if you want to have a Stanley Cup winning team again no disrespect to Boone Jenner uh he probably can't be your first line center <laughs> yes and I say that with all the love in the world and I think that he would also agree he's an incredible captain he's doing great things for this team but he's not necessarily a top line center and if we're talking about goals um Boone can drink <laughs> he can his goal number for this year is officially of legal it took me a second to realize what you're saying I know his- I felt that almost go over your head I like saw <laughs> it and then I saw you reach behind it and catch it before it went over your head completely so I appreciate you not leaving me hang out to dry there no, you're fine. Yes. Uh, Boone Jenner scored his 21st goal of the season um, Sunday night against Buffalo. And it was, yeah, it just was part of like Sunday night's win was such like a team, a team effort. There were so many people on the like score sheet, either with assists or with goals themselves, which always happens when you have a high scoring game too. like seven goals is, you know, not the norm for most teams, uh, especially not for Columbus. Um, but Boone was definitely part of that. And out of nowhere, and my my favorite post-game quote ever was from, you know, Lars when someone asked, did you ever think that you'd be at the bottom of the third period contemplating how you could get Dean Cook in a hat trick? And he said, absolutely not. <laughs> And I mean, I'm in the process. So another reason why we're using another platform is because I'm in the process of moving into my permanent apartment in Grand Rapids, or at least permanent for now. 
um, because girl, this Wi-Fi. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't watching the game to start, and so imagine my confusion, right? When I'm minding my business, moving things, and I look down at my phone, and I have the NHL app notifications that have two two Dean Cooking goals, like <laughs> on it. Like I'm like, wait. <laughs> So I texted you. I said, what is Dean doing? <laughs> I think is what I said. Killing it. Yeah, that is what you said, which is not in- inaccurate. But wow, I mean, like, he scores twice yesterday. I think it was his second and third goal of the season. I feel like he had one earlier in the year. Is that right? Yes, it was his second and third goals of the season. I mean, he started He started off the night for us. He started, he got us on the board um, pretty quickly in the first period and trust me when I tell you this, that the whole arena was amazed that it was Dean Kukin that scored. Um, but like, it was, it was a fun time. Like it was super, like, the whole team, like loved it for him. We're so excited. Um, and, you know, obviously <laughs> Buffalo then tried to give us a little bit of a run for our money when they like scored two back-to-back goals and I looked I took one of our mutual friends Katie with us to the game and I looked at her and I was like see I make no promises for how this situation goes but we pulled it together um and rounded out the first period with like we said a beautiful uh 21st goal by none other than our captain uh Boone Jenner to end the first period tied at 2-2 and you know what happened on that goal? What? I said, and you know what happened on that goal? Um, the continuation of Mr. Patrick Line's hot streak. Correct. Yep, that's exactly where I was going with it. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, um, Patrick, oh, God love him. I um, felt so bad because uh, he technically got a goal shortly after no it wasn't after boone's goal it was um after kukin's second goal in the second period patrick got um a goal that was waved off and it was kind of like such a bummer it wasn't as much of a bummer since he had gotten the apple in the first period but it was still would have been nice to see him continue that like full-on goal scoring streak but honestly, it would have just added to the fact that the second period was nothing but the Blue Jacket show. I mean, up until the bitter end of the second period, it was nothing but the Blue Jackets. Um, we got a second goal from Dean Kukin. We got a beautiful, beautiful goal from Zach Wierenski. Um, which actually kind of made up a little bit for the Patrick Line situation because it's actually Zach that was offsides bringing the puck in prior to Patrick's goal. So made everyone else feel a little bit better. And then little, little newbie, Brendan Gantz got his second goal. And like, everyone was very excited. I like how you call him little, little newbie. <laughs> He is a little, I know it's not his first time in the NHL, but he's new to us. He is, in fact. He, it's kind of like when you buy a car and you're like, I got a new car. And it's like, well, new to me. Because <laughs> it's like, who's actually out here buying new cars in 2022? But 
Yeah, I mean, and, and what's even crazier about that Brendan Gaunt's goal is, yeah, another helper from Patty. But then his third point of the night, Dean Cook, I mean, just like, it's like, what is going on? Yeah, Dean Cookin was really feeling himself. Uh, maybe, maybe, because, maybe because Trey got sent back down to Cleveland, maybe the team had made his pregame meal, the whole hot sauce chicken, mixed white sauce, red sauce, mm-hmm. pasta. But they gave it to Gonz in like... No, that they gave it to Dean Kukin. Oh, they yeah, they were like, here, try <laughs> Trey's meal. They See? hadn't been They hadn't been feeding him, Dean Kukin, the entire time. And then they're like, maybe, maybe we should give him food. <laughs> maybe if we let him, maybe if we let him eat... <clears throat> he'll play better so maybe that's that's the key um but yeah and then like I said at the bitter end of the second period uh Buffalo gets their third and final goal um of the evening and the third period super boring until the last minute of the game (laughs) yeah correct it was a battle of the goaltenders um and God love him, Baruby held it, held strong, held strong. He was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not giving up this lead. I'm holding on to it. Um, and then in the last minute of the game, uh, Gus Nyquist comes in as our steadfast king of the empty net goals, uh, comes in and scores an empty net goal um, at 1924. And then I didn't even see this because I was holding my phone up in order to get a picture of the streamers because you know, content above all else. Um, <laughs> didn't even see uh, Dan Force goal <laughs> go in because I was waiting for the, the cannon of the streamers to go off. But at 1956 in the third period, Justin Danforth, in his grand return to the Blue Jackets, um, scored his third goal of the season. I mean... <laughs> And of course, Brendan Gons gets an assist on it. I mean, you can't make it up. It's it's just, uh, I feel like the amount of frustration I would have to give up a goal with four seconds left if I was a goaltender would be so immense. Like, I feel like I would just be insufferable in the locker room afterward. Granted, losing is bad enough, but I feel like that would just be the thing yeah. that really took the cake. Because Dan Forrest was like a true goal. It wasn't like Gus's because they Buffalo had brought their goalie back out um after Gus's uh goal well I will say like it's not like it's really not like Michael Hauser made a good play like there well I mean he comes out and plays the puck so far out of the net and I mean Matias Samuelson just gets outworked by Brendan Gauntz which is the most AHL sentence I've ever said because (laughs) both him and Brendan Gauntz both are AHLers and it's just crazy to me to like be saying that but um <laughs> doesn't go without saying that the first time I covered a Cincinnati Cyclones game that Michael Hauser was the starting goaltender it's not <laughs> lost on me that he started that game against the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> and that wasn't that long ago we were in Cincinnati in October so I mean it's absolutely insane and now you also got another ECHLer and Jack Greaves on the bench for the Blue Jackets it is just absolutely mania, mania um, when it comes to goaltending in the NHL right now. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, a seven to three win. And to kind of put into perspective, I mean, yeah, like five in the last six, 
Um, you know, in the last nine games, the Jackets have scored 42 goals, about 4.6 game goals a game average, I think is the math. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a franchise record. So a bunch of really obscure, weird records getting broken right now for the team. And yeah. I, I'm not mad about it, but it is kind of interesting just to like be a part of that. And what's even funnier about that is like among those nine games, you've got that four, eight loss to, um, <laughs> you've got the four, eight loss to, Florida. Uh, Florida. I think even the 6 nothing loss to Calgary is in those, perhaps. Yes. And if it's not, it's like right before it. It's a part of my um, – I'm going to look at it real quick. But no, that was – it was it started after the Calgary game. So the 5-3 win against New York is when it started. And then a 6-3 win against Montreal, 4-8 loss. 5-4 win, 4-3 win, 2-1 win, 2-6 loss. That's what I was thinking about. 7-4 win, 7-3 win. I mean, I don't know the last time the Blue Jackets scored seven goals in three in a row, but I don't think they're going to do it against Toronto. What do you say? <laughs> um, Probably not. <laughs> we don't have to talk about Toronto yet. Let's get your three stars of this matchup because I'm fairly certain that I went first last time. You did go first last time, yes. Um, so yeah, I think, oh, I think I'm going to go third star. I'm going third star Boone Jenner. I'm sorry. I, I have to, um, he got a goal and assist. Didn't you only get one assist last night? Um, I thought he only got two, but he may have only got one. Um, yeah, he got a goal and assist last night. Um, I just think, and again, I've said I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, but like, I just think he's doing a lot of good work behind the scenes, but he's also getting rewarded on the ice. And so I really just I think that that is important, and I think as we're coming up to this pretty big moment in Blue Jackets history where we're going to be retiring Rick Nash's jersey and Nick Foligno is going to be here with the Boston Bruins and you're going to be looking at the caliber of captains that the Blue Jackets have had. I just really think it's important to keep talking about how well Boone has done so far in this season through all of the hurdles, through all of, you know, I just think he's doing really well behind the scenes and it's it's paying off on the ice. I mean, 21 goals, like, and he almost had 22. Like he, he whiffed it a little bit and hit the crossbar last night. So he could have had his 22nd goal as well. Um, but I just think, I just think it's paying off both on and off the ice, um, Boone being our captain. Um, second, I'm going to do Barube because I just think that, you know, you're coming into a situation where the two starting goalies are injured for Lord knows how long. Um, and you're coming into a situation where the natural third starter is also injured. So, you know, it's kind of this like touch and go, but you know, he got this opportunity. Manny told him the day before, like, hey, man, you're you're getting called up. Like, you are, 
you're starting like this is going to be your game you know and kind of the the pressure of being it being the first home game in a month like in front in front of a full stadium and a stadium full arena um and just really having his family was there his super adorable baby was there um and just just to have all that on your shoulders and still I know it wasn't his first NHL game but it was his first win as a Blue Jacket and he just did outstanding um and so I really hope as we have to go through these like jumbles that he knows how much we appreciate his effort and um everything that he's putting towards making an impact when we need him and then because it was just such a interesting day and evening my number one star is going to dean kukin i i don't know what we i don't know if we fed him trafix wolanski's food or if we put something magical on his wheaties but two goals and an assist on the night um and the potential there was potential for him to get a hat trick towards the end of the game um you know that's pretty pretty stellar and i hope that it's a night that he holds on to as we go through the rest of this this season a well-deserved kepi as well um you know it was just fun to see kooks get some real and the crowd loved it i mean the crowd absolutely loved seeing him get those two goals last night so my number one star is Dean Kukin. Well, I am going to introduce three entirely new stars. Like, I've never used any of these three ever before. Ooh. So get excited. It's really such a cop-out to act like that's a big deal when you hear the three that I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear you on Boone Jenner. I I know that you hold the drumstick to the drum that you beat for him with such fev- like fervor. Like I know you do. So I don't want to disrespect so that. However, the guy who did get a goal and two assists that you failed to mention is Brendan Gantz. Brendan Gantz had three points in this one. It's hard for me to not recognize a three-point night, especially for a guy like Brendan Gantz. And so I'm going to go with him as the three. Uh, obviously, Trey Fixelansky gets sent down. So, you know, Gauntz is really, really kind of the main piece of that Cleveland roster that's still up here at, mm-hmm. in the forward position. And so, um, you know, interesting. You know, obviously he's playing with, with two NHLers versus um, – well, I guess Danforth was there too. So maybe maybe that's not fair to say either. But – Nevertheless, Brennan Gaunt's goal to assists, huge game. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going pretty much the same as you with my one and two. I, with, with Jeff Berube, like, that's that third period, while you say, you know, boring for, for it, mostly because it was a goaltending battle, I mean, 18 shots. Like, he stopped 18 shots in the third period. Buffalo really put it on him, like, really put the pressure on him. And while some chances obviously were better than others – just to make sure that the Jackets held to it. I mean, there have been plenty of times this season and in other seasons where a 5-3 lead for the Blue Jackets wasn't safe, and they've relied on good goaltending to get them through those moments. And when you have a guy like J.F. Berube in the situation, it's like, well, you don't know how he's going to react. You haven't seen him here before if you're a Blue Jackets fan. 
and he reacts, you know, <laughs> exactly how you want him to, right? Like he he plays great. He he keeps everything out of the net and gives the the Jackets a chance to throw an empty netter. Could you have imagined being at five three if JF Barube would have taken a shot on an empty net and gotten a goal before Elvis? That to me. <laughs> Would have just been. Oh my God, Elvis! I I don't believe Elvis. Well, no, he might have been in the building last night, um, watching. Uh, but I feel like from wherever he was in that moment, if it would have happened, he would have just materialized on the ice and just been so pissed. <laughs> Unironically, you just said Elvis was in the building. Like you actually said that almost verbatim. I did. <laughs> I did enjoy it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, my number one star, it's gotta be Kooks. I mean, it's just weird, right? Like, it's just like overall unique for, for him to be in that situation. I mean, a 3.9 as well, two goals and assist his first ever three point game in his NHL career. Um, he's probably somebody that doesn't get talked about enough as being just like a really solid six, seven defenseman, not six foot seven, sixth or seventh defenseman, I should say. And so I think just, you know, moving forward it's going to be interesting to see like where he falls into the equation i mean kind of a weird truth is like he is also an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year if i'm not wrong and i don't think that anybody is like selling the farm to get dean kukin but like you talk about a team that like might be really looking for like a seven or eighth defenseman who was going to give them really good depth like that's good for a fifth sixth round pick like and i mean who knows? Who knows if if Yarmo makes a trade, you know, trades Dean Coogan away. But um, I can't say it would super surprise me. I mean, we started this season almost certain that either him or Max Domi was going to be drafted by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. So, yeah, you know, to even be sitting here talking about it, I know. And then Gavin Bayruth is the boy who the boy who made it back, the Seattle Kraken legend. But, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, just an obviously a unique game from the Blue Jackets. Uh, it kind of feels like this is kind of the status quo when they play Buffalo. Like, it always just feels like it's a little bit of a weird game. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, the Blue Jackets win, and I have some good news for you, Laura. Oh, do you? I do. I feel like I always do. I feel like I never give you bad news. But it's extra not bad news when that good news has to do with you winning money by betting on DraftKings Sportsbook. Are you into that or are you into that? I'm very into that. And you know who else is going to be into it? All of our listeners. All of our listeners, specifically our listeners who are basketball fans, because the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. I don't even know if I know what that means, but new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win, and it's that simple. The Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes, DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. And that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA 21 and up. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Floyd where prohibited minimum $5 deposit 
Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. I will say that there's probably a bet you can place that would make you a lot of money. Um if you made it and it came true. Oh yeah. I think that if you bet money on the fact that the blue jackets are going to win the next four games and they did, you would be rich. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to take a lot of, I'm not saying we're going to lose all four games. No, but... I'm not saying that either. I'm talking like putting money on sweeping all four games like that is such a tall order going into this week where the Blue Jackets have Toronto, they have Carolina, they have Florida, they have Pittsburgh. And I might've switched the order of Carolina and Florida, but nevertheless, um, I mean, wow. Like it is a week from hell, my friend. Yeah. We're, we're about to uh, run the gauntlet a little bit uh, over the next four games. Um, Yeah. Like you said, the Blue Jackets take on, the day that this is released, the Blue Jackets will be facing off against Toronto um, at home. Uh, personally, super dislike Toronto, but mostly super dislike Austin Matthews. Can you do me um, a favor? Can you say the name of the city again? Toronto. Thank you so much. Kelly gives me so much shit about over-enunciating the second T in Toronto. And I'm like, because... Most people call it Toronto. Yeah, and she's not wrong. That is how most people pronounce it. But I am actually so glad to know that we're kindred spirits in this, especially because I give you shit sometimes about the way you pronounce certain words because I'm an asshole. But I'm glad that we are on the same page on Toronto. Like, yeah, that that second T, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, me as well. I also, I love the second T in Toronto. Um, So yeah, that's going to be... It'll be interesting. I mean, Toronto is doing well. Toronto is definitely a playoff, heading to the playoffs. Um, and of course, Toronto fans will tell you that that could mean anything for them because typically they tend to shit the bed by the time they get to the playoffs. Um, but, you know, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we're living, you know, we're riding this high, like a great return home. And, you know, we just put it all out there on Tuesday night. Um, but like the real kicker is this back-to-back situation that we have on Thursday and Friday this week with those asshole cats in Florida and then those big bunch of jerks in Carolina. Whoever made the NHL schedule is not a kind person um, to give us a back-to-back Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes situation the sec i mean it's not back to back but it's the second time in the season that that we're playing florida and carolina like not back-to-back days but like in back-to-back games um which obviously like we don't have to tell you all how that went the first one real great against carolina second one real bad against florida um so hopefully the blue jackets are the only people that show up to the florida game and kodak black stays home um and hopefully hopefully that's like 
I just feel, how many times can we play Florida this year? Like, it just feels like it's been so many times and I would love to never play them again. Well, I'm pretty sure this is the last time we play them. I'm sure we'll get them in the playoffs. Um, yeah, if we make it to the playoffs, more than likely. <laughs> um, I mean, probably, that's actually probably true. If, if we did sneak into the playoffs, I do think we would probably end up playing Florida, Carolina, or uh, or Toronto. So really, any of these three, which just speaks to how shitty <laughs> the next week yeah. is potentially I mean, going to be. We would be getting in by the skin of our teeth. And then we would get murdered by, um, but yes, this th- Thursday will be the last time that we play Florida in the regular season. Um, but you know, Florida's Florida's going to be a toss up. But hey, maybe when we go back to Carolina on Friday, we can give them the old one two like we did the last time. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you, I want us to win the game against Florida more than I want us to win the game against Carolina. Well, yes. I also want us to win the game against Florida more than I want us to win the game against Carolina because Florida is mean and they've done mean things to us this whole season. And I would just like a little bit of vengeance. But Uh, I hope that you get it. I hope that we get it. And I hope that, I mean, what they've scored 17 goals on us in two games. So they score nine in the first matchup. It's nine, right? Yeah. Nine, two. Yeah, so nine two eight four, again by the principle of math, and I think you said this on the episode after that game is the next one should be seven six. Like, if yeah. they if this game is seven six, you're a you're a deity, you're a prophet. <laughs> Hockey mastermind. I mean, it's only fair. It's only fair that we at least get even out if we're gonna lose again. Um, Correct. Yeah, I'd like for it to not be as much of a blowout. Um, but I would like to just win like one of those two games if the hockey gods can just give us that. Um, so that when we return uh to Nationwide Arena on Sunday to play Pittsburgh, who is also doing well. Um it would be nice if we could have a little mojo to face off against the stupid tuxedo chickens. Yeah, I agree. I mean Pittsburgh, I literally, I always wait for Pittsburgh to fall off. I kind of feel similarly about the Washington Capitals where I'm like, eventually, eventually the fact that half of your team qualifies for AARP, eventually you're going to start losing. Like, and they just don't. Like, they just really don't ever start losing. And I mean, eventually maybe one day it'll happen, but it's not going to be this year. Yeah, not right now, unfortunately. Um, But... So yeah, it's 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 gonna be a r- rough waters, um, for the next few games. And the reason why we're previewing the next four games is because we are more than likely not releasing an episode on Friday this week. Because if you listen to last episode, you know that we are quickly approaching episode one hundred. And because Jeremy is traveling to be back here in Columbus with me for my birthday and for Rick Nash's. Jersey retirement ceremony. Um, we are trying to save episode 100 for when we are in the same room together. Um, so hence the multi-game preview. But if something crazy happens, like we sent we, we signed Patrick Line to a seven-year contract, uh, we will record a special episode later this week. 
Yeah, that feels like coverable content. And you know what? I would be more than happy to let that be the reason that our order gets messed up. I really would yeah. be. And we can just do what one of my favorite podcasts does whenever they're approaching like a big milestone. They just start saying like 99.5 or 99.75. I would do that. I <laughs> Listen, as the producer of this podcast, I do have that power. <laughs> I, can, I can in fact yeah. do that. So if we need to fake it to get it to 100, um, then we will do so. But um, so yes, that hence the, the multi-game preview. But so yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. But hey, five of the last six, what is it? Seven of the last nine that we've won? Yeah, I think that's true. So like we've got some good momentum and it's not like they've all been like easy situations. So the, hopefully the fellas have like some good momentum to lead into these, these much more difficult games and we can still, you know, come away with a couple wins out of this group before. You know what? Seven of the last nine. Well, there we go. So, I mean, it's even, even, you know, brighter than you said, but listen, I am here for our hockey content. Do you have anything else hockey-wise? Ooh, not really. But you know uh, what? We did, we did laugh a little bit about the fact that former, very former and temporary Blue Jacket, Ryan Dezingle has done some team hopping <laughs> this week, or this weekend, actually. Poor guy. Um, going from Arizona to Toronto to now to San Jose. I mean, woof. Yeah, so he got traded to, for those who might not know, got traded to Toronto um, this week or this weekend, like you said. And then in order for Toronto to be cap compliant, they waived him. <laughs> so that way they they could, you know, send him down. I almost said to Toronto because that's also the name of their AHL affiliate. But yeah, they sent, tried to send him down to the Marlies and San Jose said, no, thanks. And they took him. So yeah, <laughs> it's very fascinating. I honestly though, like, so the, the Maple Leafs also picked up a defenseman in that trade whose name I will butcher, but I know it begins with an L-U-Y-U-B. Um, <laughs> and so um, that's really who I think they were targeting in that trade, but nevertheless, hilarious that that Ryan Dezingle is playing. I don't know model. If he even got to Toronto before he got picked up. I mean, what's crazy is like since the trade from like from Ottawa to the Jackets in 2019, he was okay. Obviously, um, you know, Ottawa to the Blue Jackets, and then he signed to Carolina, was then traded to Ottawa. I think he finished the season in Ottawa that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he did. Signed with Arizona. Arizona trades him to Toronto. Toronto then waves him, and he is then a San Jose Shark. That's all since 2019. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's not as similar to kind of the little bit of the bounce around that Riley Nash has done since leaving the Blue Jackets. Um, at least he had some consistency for a long period of time like the four years that he was here or three years or however long yeah, yeah three years that's true. That but, very true. but so yeah, terrible blonde mullet has been bouncing around <laughs> but the good news is that no matter what happens in these four games you and I are always here for the snacks 
That is true. And we haven't done snack content in a little bit because we haven't, we haven't had snacks to like, other than the fun dip that I tried last week and was super wrong about what the flavor was. Um, what did you tell me it was? It was like something punch. Maui punch. Maui punch. Um, so yeah, I was very off with my grape blue raspberry situation. Um, but so there's this fun thing that Jeremy and I like to do in the car. Um, and it's because we both follow this awesome Instagram account called snack Betch. Um, and if you're at all into snacks, you should definitely follow them because they just post all the new and upcoming and sometimes like dream scenario snacks where you're like, absolutely. I want Oreos that taste like frosted animal crackers. So like, you know, stuff like that, but they do this little game called unpopular food opinions. And when we're in the car, specifically when we were on our way back from our ridiculous experience in Michigan, um, we cheered ourselves up by um, going over some un unpopular food opinions. And we thought we would share that on the show. Correct. And we're going to tell you if we agree or disagree with the unpopular food opinions and maybe even get into a couple fights. Ooh, yes, because we, we have had a couple of disagreements um, regarding some of these questions. So, okay. Are you ready? I have never been more. <laughs> okay. The first unpopular food opinion is what do you prefer, fried chicken or grilled chicken? Just like in, in general, in no context. Yeah. Um, I, all right. Do you want to do like three, two, one, and then we say it? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, fried. Ruth. No. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a fried chicken sandwich, but like, I just, I love grilled chicken. I do too. I, I think it's just like when it's not done right, like it, like, I feel like you can always, no, that's not true. Cause I've had really bad fried chicken too. I don't know. I just, there's something about like, if you told me I can only eat one for the rest of my life, like I think I would say fried. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. All right. Hit us with the next one. Next one. Spicy mustard or honey mustard. Okay, I have my answer without even thinking about it. Are you, okay. do you feel good? Mm -hmm. All right, three, two, one, honey. Spicy. Oh my God. <laughs> no, really? I love spicy mustard. That makes sense to me because you also like wasabi. And to me, like spicy mustard, wasabi, and horseradish all kind of like share this like yeah. same thing. And I, I'm the biggest fangirl for all three of those things. I loathe entirely. I know you do. Those things, which is weird because I love spicy food. I mean, like I eat things that like I feel like most people would like scoff at. Like, but it's something about just like the mouthfeel of those three things that just oh, I love it. Clear out my sinuses. There Maybe. are plenty. Of, there are plenty of things that do that for me that clear out my sinuses without tasting like actual asshole. And <laughs> so I honestly prefer most days that that's not the case. All right. See, we do disagree on. Yeah, this is weird. We, I don't even know if we disagreed twice when we were on our way back from Michigan. 
So it is, it's more of like a, this person's opinion. So it's Chick-fil-A makes mediocre chicken sandwiches. Mm, wow. Oh, morally, morally. <laughs> yeah, morally, we are not supposed to be fans of Chick-fil-A. Oh, God. Okay, so do we want to just say like, yes, no? Um, yeah, I think we can do yes, no. All right, so no would mean that they make good chicken sandwiches. Right, and yes would mean that I, okay. you agree. All right, three, two, one, no. Yes. Wow. See, mine's not entirely like a fair because I can count on one hand how many times I've eaten Chick-fil-A. Oh god, which is problematic because I probably the person who shouldn't be eating it the most cannot <laughs> attest to that. I I don't know. I just like it's something about the simplicity of the one pickle or like the two pickles. Like it's so good like it is like the most well done now i think other places like do it better like yeah. but the thing is is like they only do it better because chick-fil-a set the homophobic mold <laughs> so chick-fil-a walked so that other people could run is this what you're saying yeah kind of and i hate that i hate that but it's not incorrect and so like i think like I don't think they're the best, but I think to say that they're mediocre is probably unfair. Okay. I'm going to stick with my answer, but I understand. I, I really don't need, like, I, you, I appreciate that you can stand where you're standing morally, but I, listen, I drive by a Chick-fil-A every day when I go to work and it is the hardest thing that I have to do every day. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, so next one is Pizza or calzones? Okay, I'm ready. Uh, okay, three, three two, two, one. Pizza. pizza. Oh my God, hi. <laughs> we agreed. I, yeah, I don't know that there's much to really say about this. Like calzones bang, like, but it's like, again, if you tell me I can only ever have one ever again, like you can't go wrong with the classic. Yeah, I just feel like I've had more disappointing calzones than I've had disappointing pizzas so literally was the argument I was gonna make like literally exactly to the same exactly the argument I was gonna make because like a calzone with not enough sauce in it is really disappointing yes now wait though what's the difference between stromboli and calzone because I didn't think calzones didn't have sauce in them but stromboli did oh Maybe I. I'm only saying that because I, um, when I lived in Athens, like DPDO was my thing, and the calzone I would get didn't have sauce in it, and I always dipped it in it. But maybe that's just like because the calzone I got didn't have it, which is possible. Oh, who knows? It's just if if there's not enough sauce in it, I just like am not into it. But I will say that I probably would have preferred DPDO than any other pizza place in Athens. To be fair. Fair enough. Overall pizza got it same all right next one. Ooh, i have i have an opinion on this yellow starbursts are good okay yeah now i'm ready whenever you are 
So it's agree or disagree. Okay. Three, two, one. Agree. Disagree. I why they are so I I will eat them, but they are the last one that I eat. But I also think it's interesting because you eat it backwards to me. I would eat the ones that I dislike more first, and you save them for last, which makes no sense. <laughs> you are finishing off your Starburst experience. Because I can't movie. I can't contain myself when it comes to the red ones. They're my favorite. <laughs> I we've done this before where like off air where we've talked about like the starburst flavors like I think nobody I think you actually disagree which makes you foul the easiest the easily the number one flavor is the pink like there's no debate if you think otherwise you probably don't deserve to have taste buds the second best flavor to me to me is yellow no it's orange no it's not yeah, no, I disagree. My flavor comb- my flavor preference is red, orange, pink, yellow. You are so backwards. You really think <laughs> that orange is better than pink? Yeah. Oh my God. You muted I, yourself. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, that's it. That was done. Okay, before we break up the podcast over Starburst, um, next one. Oh, actually, before you do that, I literally got asked that in an interview one time. Um, I got asked your what your Starburst favorite order was. No, what your favorite Starburst flavor was, and I literally said pink. And if you don't say pink as well, I might have to reconsider this offer. I might have to reconsider this interview. Yeah, I feel like I would have not gotten a job because I said red. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, to be fair, I didn't get that one, so. <laughs> No, it's okay. You got one that's five and a half hours away. It's fine. Hey, this um, is farther. If it makes you feel any better. What? So the one that asked me about Starburst was farther. If it makes you feel any better. That's true. I don't, I don't, I think, I don't, ew. I don't know why this person. So this person submitted. No, we're just going to skip it because it's weird. Um, oh, and this has to be just with like fried chicken or barbecue, but okay. this person says they prefer coleslaw to french fries. I mean, that could also be general. Because I mean, if you think about how it, often like, are you like given the option between coleslaw and french fries if it's not barbecue or fried chicken? I mean, to be fair, I don't really know when you're given the option for coleslaw outside of either of those venues. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess you're right, but, like, I don't know that I would say, like, I like I feel like just generally even, like, there's one, I mean, like, do we even have to say it? It's fries. Yeah, 100% it's fries. Like, I don't care I mean, what you do. I love though. coleslaw. I love all varieties of coleslaw, but, like, potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coleslaw is fine. Like, it's good. Like, I think it adds, it adds, but, like, it just, eh. Yeah. That was a weird one. Nope. Ooh, this is how this is fun because I'm a baker. So crunchy or chewy cookies. Okay, I'm ready. You do the countdown. All right, three, two, one, chewy. Chewy. 
Yeah. I was gonna drag you so hard if you said crunchy because I'm like literally bitch, all of your cookies are chewy as shit. So I don't know what you're talking about. I was gonna be so pissed. No, the only literally the only crunchy cookies that I ever make are pizzelles. And that's because they're not even really cookies, they're waffles. Right. So I'm glad we're on the same page here. Yeah, no, chewy chewy cookies for sure. Stunning. Okay, next. What? This doesn't even make any sense. I think you just say it word for word and we process it together. Yeah, so this question says, do you toast your muffin or bagel before slicing it or slice it first and then toast it? Do people toast full bagels? What the fuck? Who toasts a full bagel? Also, your toaster has girth. Yeah, my Pioneer Woman toaster cannot fit a whole bagel on one side. <laughs> and I don't even think anybody can fit, can fit a bagel on one side, it's Ray Drummond. That bitch can do anything. <laughs> I want to know who's out here toasting whole English muffins and whole bagels. I mean, I will at least say that, like, English muffins, like, just from, like, their size perspective, like, is feasible I don't know that I would do it, but like it makes sense. Like I guess you could do it, but I yeah. Yeah, I feel weird about that. I mean, part of the appeal to an English muffin is that like it like it has that like when you cut like when it's like the crispiness of the of the like nooks and crannies of the yeah. Muffin. If you just toast the outside, then it's just like weird. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. No, thank you. Ooh, this is fun. Craft mac and cheese or Velveeta shells and cheese? Oh, I have such an opinion on this and I'm ready whenever you are. <laughs> okay. Three, Three, two, one, craft. Velveeta. You're sick. You're foul. How can <laughs> you think that? <laughs> I love Velveeta shells and cheese. It is so bad. Like, it is so bad. I mean, I love a good craft dinner too, but I... It might be because we were just never allowed to have it. And I only like truly experienced it when once I was in college. But Velveeta shells and cheese is so good. Add a little broccoli in that thing. Ugh, so You're good. not helping. I, <laughs> my thing is like, if like, I would say that I prefer Easy Mac or no, I prefer the Velveeta cups to the Easy Mac, but if you're talking about like a box of, of like you said, like a craft dinner, you're Canadian showing what's going on of, <laughs> of craft mac and cheese. Like, I'm sorry. It's not even close. And if you think it's close, you've been making craft mac and cheese wrong your entire life. <laughs> then I've apparently been making it wrong my entire life. <laughs> I will say I put n- almost no milk in it. It is almost entirely butter. Yeah. That's probably where we differ in this scenario. Yeah. And that's why because I mean, like well, Velveeta is overpowering everything. Dinner sometime. Will do. We're here in America, Laura. I will make you craft <laughs> macaroni and cheese. I love Canadians. They're so fun. Me too. Ooh, this is fun and timely because it is Girl Scout cookie season. Um, thin mints or Samoas or I'm... coconut, whatever dreams that they're called now. 
Well, I think, isn't it that they're still called Samoas, like where we were at, but like certain parts of the country? Because like you don't get the same cookies everywhere in the country. Yeah, some regions have different ones. I can't remember. I ate them too quickly. I can't remember what my box said that I got from my um, pseudo niece. Nevertheless, I have a thought on this and I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, do the countdown. Three, two, one, Samoas. Yeah, they're so good. They're a perfect cookie. And it's not that Thin Mints aren't good. It's just that, like, Samoas are elite. Yeah. They truly, they truly, and I'm telling you, the ones, the Girl Scout ones taste different than, like, the Keebler brands. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they know what they're doing over there in Girl Scout land. Ooh, this is one I think you and I will probably agree on. Um, sandwiches eaten with potato chips inside them or on the side. All right. Do the countdown. Three. No, hold on. Wait, I, I had to think about it again. So you said on the side or on the sandwich? Yeah, either inside the sandwich or on the side. All right. So inside or on the side. That's what we'll yeah. say. Yeah. Three two one inside inside yes sandwiches with potato chips inside are an elite experience like we have talked about on the show before very much had COVID at the beginning of the year and I actually like made multiple sandwiches with Doritos on it for the first time in probably a decade and I I could not believe it how good that combo is it's still so good Now I'm also thinking about a turkey sandwich with salt and vinegar chips on it, and I just became very hungry. Oh, that's an interesting combo. I've never thought about doing salt and vinegar chips on a sandwich, but that has to be my next move. Yeah, turkey sandwich, provolone cheese, mustard, mayonnaise, and salt and vinegar chips. Noted. Noted. What's next, girl? Next one. Ooh, no, that one's dumb. Ooh, this one's fun. Um, steak cut or crinkle cut fries? Since oh, we chose potatoes earlier. I'm ready. So just say steak or crinkle cut, okay? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, crinkle cut. Steak. No. <laughs> no. Why are you mad at me for this? Okay, I'm not mad at you for this. I, I'm mad at most places that make steak fries for this because I agree with you. I think steak fries are probably in theory better. I just think a lot of places execute them very poorly to where like the cook on them isn't right. And yeah, so it's usually underdone mm. or overdone. There's never a middle ground. And so like, and when you get a middle ground, it's easily better than your average crinkle cut fry. Like 100% agree. But I feel like there's consistency with crinkle cut that I don't get in steak fries. That's not a fair fight, like, or a fair, like, observation. Do you think that maybe this is a spinoff podcast? (laughs) 100%. Wow. Shout out to our friends at Snack Bench for this because this has been great. Absolutely. Ooh, this is good because we both love cheese. Um, Fried cheese curds or mozzarella sticks? All right, easy. 
do the countdown. All right, three, two, one, cheese curd. <laughs> What'd you say? I said six. No. But, no, I will say that I'm a little bit on the fence about this, but only recently because I had, as you know, in our personal lives, I had a really, I've had some really bad days at work. And the other day I had a particularly bad day and there's a Dairy Queen because I was actually at my office in New Albany and there's a Dairy Queen near my office. And so on my way back to Newark, I was like, I, I have to, I just have to, I'm an emotional eater. Don't at me. I know it's a problem. Um, but I stopped and got a chocolate ice cream cone and their cheese curd and i tell you what and i'm sure mike todd knows this so mike if you're listening i'm when we visit your dairy queen i will be getting cheese curds but those cheese curds were amazing from dairy queen dude i'm telling you and the thing about a cheese curd is like and this is why i think cheese curds are the easy answer i don't think you have to dip a cheese curd in anything for it to taste good i think marinara like I think mozzarella sticks are literally vessels for marinara sauce. Like, and there's like, no, like, like, I don't, I do not think that mozzarella sticks are good if you don't dip them in in marinara. I can see that. But like, I think like there's like saltiness in a cheese curd that you don't get out of mozzarella. Cause like mozzarella has flavor, but like, it's not, it's pretty bland in comparison to like what some of the cheeses they use for cheese curd. Correct. Um, I will, however, say that if you're looking for a fast food cheese stick, Arby's knows what they're doing. Arby's has been in that game for a while. Do you remember when McDonald's tried it? I do, and it was not good. (laughs) Correct. All right, what else we got? I feel like the worst part about recording on Zoom is it doesn't tell us how long we've been recording, and I feel like we're off an hour three. If we do, like, two more. Perfect. Okay. Okay, here's an interesting one because they just changed back. So lime Skittles are way better than the green apple ones. Team lime or team apple? All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, lime. Lime. That's right. I say, you don't like apple. Like, you just don't really like apple that much. Yeah, I mean, I did shock all the world the other day when I went to a very fancy dinner with my friend Gretchen because I got a apple cobbler um, as my dessert. That um, was weird for you. It was, but it was probably what, aside from my own, because I've heard nothing but wait, rave reviews about my own apple-related things, um, I can only assume that this was top tier because it was delicious but i love lime skittles i was mad when they took them away (laughs) well i am very sorry so i'm glad that we are both team lime skittle well i'm excited to see if we agree on the last one Ooh, i don't know why you would compare these two i like the drama it says pesto or hummus oh I mean, yeah, I don't know that I understand that either. There are two entirely different food genres, so I don't think that... Yeah, we can skip it. Yeah. Hummus is the answer, though. It depends on the situation. 
Anywho. Um, okay, so the actual last one that we'll do is kettle popcorn versus butter popcorn. All right, I'm ready. Okay, me too. Three, two, one, butter. butter. Yeah, 100%. You have to. It's a classic. I have not been in a movie theater since 2019. Um, but I have dreams about movie theater popcorn. Now, I will say that like arena popcorn, especially like, because I think the popcorn at Nationwide is super good, is like a like a good second option but there, there's just something about movie theater popcorn yeah i can't say that i disagree and you don't even like movies no but i do like the popcorn and i know madame that bitch megan fully agrees because she loves movie theater popcorn and she also loves day old movie theater popcorn which is foul I want saved popcorn from a game for her. Again, foul. She likes it. I like her, but that's foul. <laughs> Ciao, anyways. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. It was fun, and I hope people enjoyed it. I do too. And if you disagree with us, um, there's a really good place that you can let us know that you disagree with us. Absolutely. You can follow us on social media because that's a great place to tell people that you disagree with them. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. You can check out our website, SubjectivelySpeaking.com. Um, we are still having until next Tuesday, March 1st, we are having our merch special on our um, merch website for anything purchased with our Pride logo. Um, all the proceeds are going to go to You Can Play, an incredible, an incredible <laughs> organization doing so much to make all sports more inclusive and more diverse for kids and adults across the country and in Canada. Um, and it's just such an awesome organization and it's doing such, such great things, um, and especially in hockey. So please go on and visit our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Feel free, if you're a Spotify listener, to give us a rating or review, because um, that's new. And you could be the lucky, because that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have 39 five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, so you could be lucky number 40. Um, just scroll on down if you listen to us uh, via Apple Podcasts. Hit that five stars. Again, we don't know why it matters, but it does help us get noticed and helps us um, rank in the hockey podcast charts. And we just love and appreciate all of your support. Um, you're our favorites. You are. And we can't wait to bring you another episode next Tuesday. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. I know we're gonna, you're going to miss you and you're going to miss us, I hope. Um, but we're going to be watching Blue Jackets hockey. We know you will be too. We'll still be tweeting. We'll still be out there doing the thing. So like Laura said, you're definitely going to follow along. But until we get the chance to talk to you all next week for episode 99, we're getting closer. Um, we hope you stay well and we'll chat soon. Bye.